previously on The Drive with Lance. Girls allowed, jump. Jump for my love and I'll go with FM. Have that Lee Tomlinson, don't let it break your heart. Don't miss out, we're going to be seeing some jumping of another sort. All along the coastline of Southern Africa, it's one of the most spectacular events in the animal kingdom. Two very special guests in, uh, not on, in studio, certainly on the line, to tell us more about the Southern African humpback uh, whale migration route, which is in full swing, and uh, is visiting a, uh, <laughs> a port near you uh, in the weeks and months to come. First, uh, let's see if they are on the line. We hope uh, we've hooked both of them, so to speak. We've got Colleen Durant, who's the uh, GM of Neisner Tourism. Colleen, good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us, loud and clear. And then uh, on the other line, we've got Lloyd Edwards, who, uh, in this case, in his capacity as humpback migration route organiser, joins us on the garden route uh, this afternoon. Lloyd, uh, good afternoon. Welcome. Hi, good afternoon, Lloyd. Thanks very much. Thanks so much for joining us. Great, yeah, loud and clear this side as well. Thanks so much for joining us, uh, both of you. We're going to break with tradition and uh, not start with the lady today. Let's get an overall picture, if you don't mind. Uh, Lloyd, let's start with you as organiser of the Humpback Migration Route. Uh, it certainly is one of the most spectacular events, as I said, in uh, the animal kingdom. And if I'm not mistaken, the longest migration route amongst mammals in the animal kingdom. Just uh, tell us more about the, uh, the nature of, of this very, very special event. Well, Lance, it, uh, I guess it all starts off in the, in the Antarctic. Um, it's the feeding ground for these humpback whales. So in the summer months, they feed on coral there. It's very productive. And then once the female is ready to give birth, unfortunately, the water is too cold there. So she has to migrate to warmer water. So she hits the African coastline round about Neisner, which is why we've um, chosen Neisner as the site. And then they split, and some of them go up our west coast, all the way up to Gabon, uh, that's past Angola. And the other lots head up the east coast, past the Transkei, Mozambique, Tanzania, and all the way end up in Kenya. And um, this is where they give birth. This is is a really, really long migration, as you said. And uh, they start breastfeeding their calves there. And then it's uh, another 8,000 kilometers back to the food source before they eat again. So, yeah, quite a... An amazing journey. And of course, the males, the reason the whales migrate um, all the way up to East and West Africa is because the receptive females need to be mated with where they're going to be the following year. Mm-hmm. So it's all that way just to just to make and then he plays no further role and he heads all the way home again. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a, I've got your website actually up in front of me in studio, and I'm just having a look at a, a representation of that migration, and it is absolutely mind blowing. And it, it answered a question I had about I was looking at some of the dates and the various events that are happening, and you talked about that split. So that kind of explains uh, a bit of a disparity that, <laughs> that I thought uh, I, I noticed amongst the uh, dates. Uh, Lloyd, just a, a quick question for you. Many listening. Uh, would have probably seen the documentary Sea Spiracy. I certainly did and uh, found it quite soul-destroying. But what is heartening, certainly when it comes to the humpback whale, is it does seem that, in contrast to many other species, marine or otherwise, the humpback whale seems to have made a remarkable comeback since being um, just about driven to extinction. Would you say that things are looking pretty uh, healthy, relatively speaking, for the humpback whale currently? Yeah, definitely. You know, when we started hunting in South Africa in 1908 from Durban, 
urban and a year late from Donkerkut. We took that population uh, right down. By 1968, there was only a couple of hundred left. We almost totally wiped it out. And just because the humans had a paradigm shift and they said, whoa, hang on, stop hunting, let's protect them, let's look after them, they've bounced back in the same amount of time it took us to just about make them extinct, they've bounced back. And now, at this point in time, they're back to their pre-exploitation level. So it's an absolutely remarkable recovery. Mm -hmm. And we've got to celebrate that and we've also got to guard against it. You know, the are things like ship strikes that kill a lot of whales. Uh, there's a pollution that we, we, we focused on two years back. And this year we're doing a focus on entanglements from the fishing, uh, the fishing industry. You know, off their Gullis Bank, they have the rock lobster traps there, as well as on the West Coast. And we've had a huge spike in uh, entanglements. And these animals die a really slow and, and agonizing and painful death. So we will be, um, we will be looking at, at uh, ways to actually improve the fishing industry, yeah. that this does not happen in the future. Also remembering, of course, that they're part of a, a bigger picture and a, a really complex ecosystem uh, as well, but that's for another time. Colleen, let's uh, turn our attention to uh, Nisner, where uh, I was going to say the whales make landfall, but we, we hope they don't do that, but where they, they kind of uh, arrive, as Lloyd mentioned. And uh, many spots along the coast, up and down the coast, uh, are going to be the scene of uh, celebrations and uh, events. And uh, Nisner, no exception. I believe that the uh, events are going to be focused uh, around about Brenton-on-Sea. Tell us more about what's planned for tomorrow. Absolutely, yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, I had to check with Louis what the term is. He tells me it's when they, where they strike coast. So they strike the coast of Nisner, and that's why for us it's very exciting to be at the start of the whole um, celebration of the arrival of the whales, firstly. And then secondly, is the coastal linkages. You know, it's an ideal opportunity for us to work together as coastal, not only regions, but even provinces. So for me, that has always been a a tourism issue and, and a want to that the coastal provinces actually work together and I see this this type of event is a huge opportunity for that. And then yeah, tomorrow we're going to Brenton because that is where you can actually do land based whale watching in the Great Mountain area. Your viewpoint is fantastic. So encouraging people to actually bring the binoculars so they can do that. And then obviously in Ocean Odyssey we have a, a boat based whale watching operator as well. So we can you know we have the various forms and then on top of that, we, ha- you know, tomorrow is World Environment Day. Yeah. So it all makes sense why it's actually a great opportunity to be out on the beach and create an awareness. So we've got a number of table displays and information, educational tables, if I can put it that way. Uh, there will be people like the Strength Worker Project there that uh, people can engage with and ask questions. And um, sand parks and their honorary ranges are doing some beach activations and activities with the kids. They'll be doing scavenger hunts to clean up some litter off the beach. But while they're doing that, also sort of educating the children in the rock pools. There's some exciting activities for children and families. And then we also have some presentations, well, two presentations, really. One is um, Carl Smith from Sandparks, who's a marine biologist. And he's going to talk to us about the biodiversity and the importance of the Nazna estuary. Um, I just want to elaborate on that because it's a, a question that was posed at the presentation I went to. And somebody asked the question, what is the asset value of the Nazna estuary? And for me, that was such a huge question. Mm. It really is a loaded question. And um, very, very important for us, the Nazna estuary. And then obviously, uh, Lloyd speaking about the whale migration route. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be very interesting for a lot of people that are attending. And then uh, we will have a Lucky Girl Pass, which is a whale 
outing with Ocean Odyssey. So, wow. yeah, a good morning plan. And certainly uh, for, for, for the entire family, sometimes I think the, the younger generation are, are more informed these days and more aware than, uh, than their elders, but uh, certainly a doubt for the entire family. When exactly is it taking place tomorrow? When uh, should folks start making their way there, Colleen? So from 10 and 12, we'll be um, in, on the lawns in front of Brenton Haven and on the beach for the children's activities. Obviously, you know, that's a fabulous beach to walk as well. So we're encouraging mm. people just to get out, yeah. uh, go and walk the coastline. And when you do see litter, pick it up as you're progressing. So it's more than just the tw- 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock, it's the whole day. And then in the evening, um, it was an open invitation, but it is now closed because we have capacity, but we're also just having a an engagement, and uh, sort of an educational interactive engagement with relevant role players um, at Brenton Haven as well. We'll be drinking some wine and having some canapes as we actually um, become a bit more educated and aware of our environment. Yeah. Very important as Boyd elaborated. Well, I tell you what, uh, winter might have set in, but I can tell you that it's a relatively balmy 23 degrees that's predicted for the Neisner area tomorrow. So a good day for the beach and good day out for the entire family as well. Last question, uh, Colleen and uh, possibly Lloyd as well. For folk who'd like to uh, know more about uh, the activities in in Neisner, Neisner, I guess they can head along to your website, visit neisner.co.za. I, I, sorry, our social media pages, uh, Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Uh, we've done more promotion there, so those two better ones, but still visit Neisner, yes. Okay. All details there and uh, also raggycharters.co.za, especially for folk who'd like to... Uh, uh, it, it really is impressive stuff to uh, learn all about uh, the uh, humpback whale migration routes, uh, Lloyd. Yes, um, please take a look at that. Um, it's, we've got a really nice um, page. Uh, we've got all the routes marked, all the facts and figures about where the whales are from, where they're going, what they're eating. So, and also our Facebook and social media. We've got quite a few posts recently on that. There you go. Colleen Durant, uh, GM of Neisner Tourism, and Lloyd Edwards, Humpback Migration Route Organiser, is wearing that hat today. Thanks so much for joining us on the show this afternoon on the Garden Route Drive. And uh, oh, we're looking forward to uh, a really, really expect, uh, spectacular event and how blessed aren't we uh, to, to kind of be in, in the area of such a, a spectacular event of nature. Thanks so much for joining us. Pleasure. Thank, thank you very much. And thank, you, and thank you to Lloyd for the initiative. Yeah. Um, it's a fabulous idea. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Wherever you go, take us along for the ride. Algoa FM.